And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. What up, folks? How we doing? Um, it is Monday. I am enjoying my new Monday schedule where I don't start off the week with a super, super busy slate of client updates. So instead, uh, I think I mentioned this last time, I have two administrative days throughout the week where I have fewer clients checking in. Those have been Thursday and Friday. Now they are Monday and Friday. So today is one of those days. And therefore, uh, you benefit because there is a podcast as well. I mean, benefit. That's I'm assuming if you are listening to this, you are doing it by choice. If you are in an interrogation room somewhere, um, and instead of playing like really horrible, obnoxious music on repeat, they put my podcast in there instead. First of all, I think I made the big time. And second, uh, my apologies, but here you are. You're stuck with me. So um, at any rate, um, it's good to be here. Um, I'm enjoying the day. It's... uh Boy, it's uh, it's rough. So it's, I'm glad that I'm starting this week off with a slower day as far as client work. I still have a million things to do that are all work-related. I'm going to try and do some graphics, um, a little program design, and uh, you know all the, all the stuff that um, you kind of got to do if you're a business owner that doesn't you know doesn't directly make you anything. <laughs> so, but it's uh, it's putting in work on the back end. So. Um, what happened? So um, over the weekend, um, so I did my usual thing. I'm, I'm going to put in a plug for myself here. Um, I know you're listening to this. Thanks. Um, you will get a lot more out of this, maybe. I, I would like you to, if you don't already, follow me on Instagram, if you use that, at Darren underscore star, um, and find my page on Facebook. It's just Five Star Physique with two R's. It's, uh, five Star Physique, star with two R's. Um, and uh, and follow that page, because I'm posting more and more to each of those, and I'm, tr- I'm slowly figuring out how to diverge the content a little bit. So um, the one thing that really sucks about Instagram is I can't share any direct links in posts. Like the only link that I get to send people to is the one that I put in my bio. So whenever I have a new post or throw up a new video or have a new workout plan or something, I change that link. But still, it's like the only thing. I can't just have a running running feed like I can on my Facebook page where it's like, hey, here's all my latest stuff. Check it out. And you know, you can just click on it right from there. Um, Instagram does have a feature where in your story you can put in a link. So it's like swipe up to, to learn more. Um, but you have to be a... a I don't know what the word they use is, like a, a authorized, validated, verified account, something like that, and just go online and try to get an answer to what it takes for that to happen. Uh, it's it's very random. I think it just there's some algorithm where uh, Instagram realizes that you're now qualified for that, and then they give you that feature. But you can't request it. You can't force it. It has nothing to do with how many followers you have. Um, I don't know what it is. Anyway, so anyway, point being... Um, I'm sharing a lot of content on there, um, and and with Facebook, what I found is getting a lot more value from like um, videos that are longer than a minute. So that's the limit on Instagram, and Instagram is just my default go-to place for everything because it's it's really easy. I mean, what we do here in bodybuilding is a very visual thing, so it really um, it goes well with photos and videos. Um, and Facebook, I mean, same thing applies, but I don't know. It's it's kind of redundant. I do some cross posting, but um, Facebook is a place where I can go to share more videos, links to things that I write, etc. And the reason I'm pushing this now is because I'm going to be putting a lot more stuff up, up there as I get ready for this trip that's happening next week. Um, so showing you how I prepare, um, how I get things ready for it, um, and all that kind of stuff. So um, do me a favor. Maybe, you know, can I, can I be so cocky as to say do yourself a favor? I don't know. That might be a bridge too far at this point. Um, I don't pretend to be the master of this kind of content. But for those of you that travel um, and you try to stay on plan while you travel and you struggle with it, watch how I do it. Um, I don't travel a lot, but, you know, at, at this point with where I am in my cut, it's critical that this trip go 100%. So you're going to see everything. Um, hopefully it's all good stuff, but if there's any slip-ups, you're going to see that too. So it might be good just to follow along so that you can see the blooper reel that naturally develops. and <laughs> We'll see what happens. So um, right now I am taking care to, uh, I mean, it's all about plan, 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 plan at this point. So I'm sending myself a care package. So I'm going to, to the West Coast to visit my parents. Um, I'm staying with them. And I'm sending myself a care package of supplements so that I don't have to take stuff through the airport that looks like cocaine and have, have TSA agents like, what is this? Well, it's glutamine powder, sir. I'm sure they heard that a million times. Um, so 
uh, I'm sending myself that stuff and <laughs> I'm kind of going overboard with, uh, with some of the things that I'm doing here. I also need to send a package just cause I have, I have gifts for nieces that I want to send and I'm only taking one small carry on. So, um, I, I won't be able to pack everything in there anyway. Like if I wanted to take the supplements through the airport, which I could, and just deal with the hassle of being questioned about it, I, just, I still don't have enough room in my bag. So I'm sending a care package over so you can see how I get that ready and, um, what I'm doing with that. Everything else for the trip is pretty much good to go. So I got, um, feedback from coach on Saturday, um, made some changes and she says, you know, for the most part, we can expect the, the diet um, to and the, the macros to mostly stay the same, um, so I that I can use that as a planning tool. Um, and uh, you know it may may adjust. We may adjust carbs a little bit here and there, so have some some flexibility in that. And then cardio may adjust a little bit. But I told her I'm like you know I'm going to visit my family, but if you need me to do cardio twice a day or whatever, then go for it. And so she took that and ran with it. So today is my first day of hitting cardio twice a day, every day. So, um, and you know, it's been ages since I've done that. Like I've, I've done some cuts. Um, but the last time that I, uh, was doing two a days just on cardio was in prep for my last show, which was 2012. So it's been like six years since I've done double cardio sessions. Um, now she's had me doing that on my rest days, but that's one day a week. Um, so a couple of 30 minutes and that's still happening. A couple of 30 minute sessions. Um, and then currently I'm doing 30 minutes fasted and then 20 minutes post-workout. So, um, here it is. It's 12:43 PM. I've done 50 minutes of cardio, had an hour and a half of a lift. I got two meals in. And as soon as I finish recording this, I'm going to go get in number three. So, um, I've also had a hundred percent of my carbs for the day. Those are gone. So, um, it's a flexible diet. Um, so I build my own meal plan based off of the macros that she gives me. But, uh, at the same time, I know that, uh, and we, we made some cuts on carbs. So I've been saving about 20 grams or so um, at night just so that I can have a little something in that last meal. And she cut my carbs by 25. So, you know, I got to have them pre and post because I know how important it is to, to feed and then recover um, before that training session. I mean, you know, the, the whole concept behind bodybuilding is that your entire day revolves around your training session. So everything has to be built around that. So if I've got to take carbs away, they're not going away from pre-workout or post-workout. So um, that final meal gets a little bit leaner, um, which is fine. I, I'm ready for it. I, I can handle it. Um, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> point being, it's 1245 right now and I'm exhausted and I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> hopefully not while I'm still recording. So if, if there's a bunch of dead air that shows up here, I apologize. Um, but I just couldn't wait for a nap. Apparently I had to get it in. So, um, that's the big change. So, um, a new, new workout split started this week as well. Just hit back this morning. Felt great. So, um, things are definitely changing. It's, uh, it's kind of the, the, uh, phase right now where seeing some little things change pretty much every day at this point, a little new details creeping in that kind of stuff, which is really exciting. So, um, I'm, uh, I'm greedy to see more and make it happen. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, a, a lot of people question me like, why are you working so hard if you don't have a show? And <laughs> my, the response that I want to give, but I, I, um, I hold off is, um, why aren't you, <laughs> you know, you set a goal for yourself and then hit it, throw everything you got into it. It doesn't matter what the goal is. Um, I mean, if you're, if your goal is a show, great. I mean, that, that can put the fear of God into some people like, oh man, I'm going to get up on stage wearing, uh, you know, basically a handkerchief worth of material. <laughs> I better look my best. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to not walk down the donut aisle so I don't tempt myself. Or if I do tempt myself, I'm going to stay strong and not follow through on that temptation, you know, whatever. Um, for me, I mean, it's a photo shoot. And you might think like, well, that's not as important. Well, it's a photo shoot for everything that's going to become the visual brand identity of my business going forward. So yeah, it's pretty damn important. I would actually say that, you know, th this is probably more important than a show for me. So whatever your motivating factor is, it's got to be important to you. And you've got to convince yourself that it's important enough that you can make um, the right decision day in and day out. So, um, I don't anticipate that, uh, when I do a show next year, you notice how I just said when and not if I think I've kind of mentally committed to it at this point. So I know it's been a long time, but I think it's ready. So I think it's time. So, um, when I do a show next year, I don't anticipate that it'll be any different. I mean, you know, once th th this is also a proof of concept, like I haven't done a long, aggressive, um, really, really like hundred percent on it, 16 week cut 
for many years. So this was to prove to myself that at 41, I can still do it. Like I can still hang with it. My body is going to, you know, roll with it. Um, it can still respond well. And uh, it is. Everything, everything's looking good. I'm, I'm tired as hell. I'm a lot more tired now than I was um, last time I competed, which just means, you know, maybe, maybe I didn't push myself hard enough back then. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just older. <laughs> maybe, you know, prepping at 35 and prepping at 41 are very different things. That's entirely possible as well. So um, what do we got on tap for today? Um, a couple of things. So, uh, you know, one, one of the things, a quick, quick detour here. Um, this is going to sound really dumb to a lot of people. Um, and just full disclosure, this is coming straight from my thoughts and expectations. And so you can get a glimpse into just how, how stupid and um, oblivious I can really be. So <laughs> do I have your attention now? I think I do. Um, when I started this podcast, it was because I had a bunch of shit I wanted to say, and I enjoy teaching things to people. I want to help people learn and educate people, and that was pretty much it. You know, share share my opinions on things and uh, get the word out, and I also enjoy talking, um, which might surprise people that know me because I'm always, I'm always seen as the quiet guy. Like anybody that sees me at parties, I'm like, no, nah, I'm very quiet, very standoffish, but put a microphone in front of me, it's a different story. So part of that is, you know, I realize there are people listening, but I'm just in a room by myself right now. There's Taz to my left, sacked out completely. There's Bella to my right. She's about 80% inside her bed. She's always got some part of her hanging out of her bed. It's just me. Um, so, you know, put a microphone in front of me in an empty room, and it's, it's a whole different story. So that's why I started doing this. And it never really occurred to me that it would be something where, you know, I could, you know, get, get, clients or pe people like drawn to my website. And then gradually over time, you know, I had a, uh, uh, marketing consultant that I'd hired a, a while back and she said, you know, you got this podcast, people are listening to it. You can use that to push your products and services and <laughs> swear to God, a light bulb went off. I'm like, really? Huh? I never thought of it. Really? That's not seen as like cheap or anything. You know, I mean, have, have you, Darren, have you ever listened to a radio program before? There's ads all through that. I mean, basically, it's like having a sponsor, but I am sponsoring my own show. So, yeah, I mean, I can promote my own stuff. Duh. So, again, how stupid and oblivious can one person be? Here's a good example. So, all that to say, um, I've had um, lately um, a few podcast listeners who've become clients, uh, which is really, really cool because they come to me kind of already having an expectation of, you know, how I work, and and part of the reason that uh, that they they want to work with me is because they've got uh, they they can sense that you know I, I kind of see things in a way that that works with how they see things like, and, and a lot of uh, a lot of the people that I'm I'm working with now are people that are coming from other coaches who have had them on just like horrific awful meal plans that I mean you it's like you know it's like a a, a torture session to follow a meal plan like what these people are following so um i think they're they're finding it to be a breath of fresh air and just validation like yeah i don't need to just eat the same four foods um in order to, to lean out so i mean there's a lot of ways to do it so um at any rate uh I, i'm finding a lot of uh, a lot of enjoyment in that a lot of satisfaction knowing that people are listening people are enjoying it um you're getting something from it um and i'm getting really good feedback comments questions you know random things instagram messages emails um facebook messages as well um nobody's still calling the phone number i'm gonna keep keep on it and one day it's just going to disappear i'm going to say nothing about it if, if people don't start calling it on the regular so um but i will not uh, i'm not going to tuck my tail between my legs and announce defeat it will happen very silently if that happens that's an if that's not a win that's an if so call that damn number um 865-518-2974 thank you very much go to the dropset.com it's right there it's a clickable link on your phone if you pull up the website it's so easy just, I'm, you don't even have to talk to me <laughs> Because because I know nobody wants to do that. You just call, leave a message. There you go. Um, what do we got coming up here? We're going to talk about all kinds of cheating. Um, so cheat meals and then cheat hacks 
also. That, that's the, the main topic of conversation um, for today. So th- this came from, uh, came from a, a listener suggestion. And so we're going we're gonna to dig in on a few different aspects of this. So um, like, you know, what, what makes for a good cheat meal? What makes for a bad cheat meal? You know, does alcohol factor into that in any way? And then what are some things also that um, can make you feel kind of like you're cheating, but aren't really going to impact the plan. So uh, I, I would call those cheat hacks. So we're going to dive into that as well. And so without further ado, let's get on to it. I've yammered on for long enough. So let's take a quick pause here. And uh, I will continue yammering on, of course, because that's how we do it here. Follow Darren on Instagram at Darren underscore star to see client profiles, updated workout plans, and tips and tricks on training and nutrition. You know, I got to tell you, I'm kind of excited about uh, this trip I've got coming up and uh, specifically about taking this podcast on the road. I think it'll make for some uh, <laughs> some some interesting adventures for sure. I don't know. Uh, boy, I wish I, I had an idea of what the quality was going to sound like. But I, I know it, it won't be studio quality like this, but I'm going to take um, uh, a little uh, lapel mic with me that I've used for some video work before that always um, generates some some good sound and uh, I'll use that rather than just using the phone's speaker. So I don't know, it might give me the opportunity to uh, record a podcast while I'm driving or something like that. We'll see what the, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Basically starting next week, it's going to be a total crapshoot and anything might go. Now I do know next week I have an interview scheduled on Monday that uh, hopefully I'll have a chance to edit that and get that posted on Monday as well. So this will be a good one. I won't spoil it right now, but you want to stay tuned for that. So let's talk about the subject at hand. And I've alluded to this before. It's going to be all about cheating. Um, so specifically, um, like cheat meals, uh, cheat hacks, I would call them. I'm going to talk a little bit about alcohol um, and all that stuff. So, you know, what constitutes a good cheat meal? To some extent, when is it appropriate? I know I've talked about this before, but it's always good to rehash it um, because, first of all, I don't pretend like I've got everything absolutely figured out. Um, My thinking and my philosophy on a lot of things evolves over time, and um, I think if uh, if that wasn't the case, I think it would say a lot of things about me. None of them really good. Um, so when you have somebody who's got it all figured out, um, that's the first time. That that's really the the first sign that you should be questioning some stuff coming out of that person because nobody's got it all figured out. Some people have it pretty close, but uh, no, it's it's always a uh, always a little bit of a work in progress as trying as far as trying to refine the knowledge base and you know taking that knowledge base and applying it to every individual that you work with because it's not uh, it's it's not a a cookie cutter thing where you can say, okay, well, if you do this and I can guarantee you, this will happen. <laughs> you cannot make those guarantees, buddy. No, you can say what might be more likely, but still you're, you're going to be surprised more often than you probably want to be surprised. So, um, let's start the discussion by breaking it down into two distinct topics, categories, um, delineations, if you will. Let's talk about when you're on a cut versus when you're on a bulk or off-season growth, improvement season, maintenance, whatever the hell you want to call it. It doesn't matter to me. Cutting versus not cutting. (laughs) So um, when you are not cutting, um, the rules apply in in a much less stringent manner. So one of the things about cutting is, and and this is where flexible dieting starts to get people into a little bit of trouble, is um, when you're trying to cut, when you're trying to lose body fat, it's a good idea to optimize everything in your body that you can. And one of those things being your digestion. And so that means eliminating things that cause you digestive distress. And I guarantee you, um, for most people, that includes more things than you might think, but because you have them regularly, you have your semi-distressed gastrointestinal performance as kind of a baseline, and you don't really know how good it's supposed to feel until you cut something out, and then you're like, oh man, this feels so much better. This is great. And of course, food selection isn't the only thing that plays into that food volume. Like for me right now, I've switched to having rice cakes as my post-workout carb. It's a lot of stuff. So while my stomach processes it well, you know, it, it processes eight of them at a time a lot less well. <laughs> so, and I mean, it, it works fine. It's just, I feel very, very full. So you can't take that as a sign of like, oh boy, it's like, um, you know, you're, you don't know if your body processes cake well or not. If 
you just have an entire cake rather than a piece. So you know you've got you've got to give give your body a fair shake, a, a fighting chance to to be able to to see how it performs against a certain food. So. Um, when you're cutting it, it's important that you really optimize digestion. And I do typically try to extend that to the cheat meal to some extent as well. It depends on the person. Sometimes I'll give them an anything goes, um, uh, lack of rules. And sometimes I will say, well, you know, I'd like to limit this or this. I'd like to focus this or this. And sometimes if it, it depends on the person, like if I give them too many options, they're going to be like, eh, and they might make a bad choice. And I, I will instead say it's X or Y. Those are your options. Pick one, go for it. So, um, now, not cutting. Um, yeah, realistically at this point, you know, I think digestion is still important, but it's also a little bit more okay for you to interrupt the ideal a little bit. So you can regularly work in some things. Like if you have a very mild gluten sensitivity, you can work in some products with gluten in it. It's not a big deal. If you have a very mild dairy sensitivity, work in some dairy now and then. It's not the end of the world. If you have those sensitivities, don't be afraid to have pizza as a cheat meal, knowing that, okay, it's heavy on gluten, it's heavy on dairy. You know, it's probably going to throw your stomach for a little bit of a loop for a day or two as it kind of tries to figure out what the fuck you've done to your body. Um, that's okay. You know, I mean, as long as you can ride through that discomfort and, you know, um, and maybe if your spouse can ride through that discomfort with you as well, uh, then it, you, if you can look back after a day or two and say, yeah, it was worth it. It was good. You know, I didn't feel that great, but oof, it was awesome. All right, cool. And it, typically it's not going to be such an interruption in how you feel that you're like, oh, woe is me for like a day or two later. You know, I mean, you, you may be, oh, woe is me immediately after you eat if you overdo it. Um, but typically the next day you may be like, oh, I don't feel that sitting super well right now. And then, you know, day after that, you should be pretty much fine. So it depends on the level of, of uh, sensitivity you have to a specific food. But off season, anything goes. You know what? I mean, this is your chance. You got to live a little. So um, I always tell people, you know, pick your vice. Uh, you gotta have something. You can't avoid everything unless you just want to follow every rule and you know not have any, not have any uh, refined sugars, not have any artificial sugars. Avoid gluten, avoid dairy. Go vegan, and suddenly you're eating like five foods, and that's all you can have. And you're suddenly, by nature of trying to be healthy, you've put yourself on the most restrictive diet imaginable. So there's no fun in that. To all those. Um, sugar-free, artificial sugar-free, gluten-free, dairy-free vegans that I've just defended, my apologies. I don't mean anything personal by that. So, uh, so off-season, yeah, you can get away with a lot. Um, and I, I encourage people to, and not, not like, you know, have five cheat meals a week and, you know, pizza five nights a week and then, oh, I'm going to have a burger one of those nights and let's go out. I'm going to have a giant 28-ounce steak, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you, you got to have a little moderation, you know. I mean, the point of a cheat meal is to... Well, I mean, that, that's another thing worth, top, worth, worth talking about. What is the point of a cheat meal? So during a maintenance phase, um, the point isn't to, uh, you know, well, let me back up. During, during um, a cut, the point of a cheat meal is it, it can be a couple of different things, depending on where you are in the cut, the severity of your deficit, um, how hard you're pushing, how much time you have left. So it could be to help manage your hormonal profile, specifically leptin, keep your metabolism active by getting an influx of calories. Um, it could be uh, an emotional relief, like something to help you get through the week, something that you really need. Um, and I, I would say for those who are really, really, and I mean really bringing it on the intensity side of things in the gym, um, and they're hitting their cardio, they're following the meal plan, I would say a weekly cheat meal is pretty close to required. Um, just because, I mean, you, you, will, you will know <laughs> if, if you don't get it and you, you will notice your performance start to drop. You will notice after 7, 10, 13, 15 days, you just feel like shit. You're run down. You just can't sleep enough. Your cardio starts to suffer. And then suddenly you eat two or 3,000 calories all at once, and you're like a new person. Woohoo! Awesome. This is great. So um, it, 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 how, how hard you go, how hard you train is one of the big factors on that, along with just precision and plan following. Um, but if you really bring it, I mean, you know, it, it's all about earning it. It really is. Um, and, I was, you know, there, there's this um, theory out there, you know, we don't reward ourselves with food. We're not dogs. Well, you know what? I, I, I would love to be treated like a dog because um, I have plenty of good behavior that I'd like to be rewarded for with food. So 
bring it. I, I'm happy, and I would love to just sleep around all day. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do take some regular naps, but that, not not as many as I would like. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's not about rewarding yourself with food, but it's about working and then giving yourself, giving your body something that it needs um, to help continue to put in that kind of work. So during a cut, it, it's a very strategic thing. Now, during a maintenance off-season growth phase, um, it's less strategic because you should be getting a good amount of calories. You shouldn't feel like, um, oh, I need this in order to survive. If that's the case, just increase your daily calories. You know, you're not trying to lean out. You're not trying to actively put on body fat. But, you know, if you're feeling run down and like you're not getting enough food, eat more food. It's pretty simple. Um, so, in the off season, it's more about being a normal person, being able to engage in social activities, take your wife, girlfriend, husband, boyfriend, spouse, significant other, whatever, um, on a date, you know, enjoy that. So I think the, the purposes are, are very different and they should be handled a little differently as well. So, um, you know, like on uh, on a cut, um, you're going to watch those food sensitivities, and just by default, I tend to tell people, you know, go easy on the gluten, go easy on the on the dairy. So, like, you know, cheeseburger and fries, great. You know, you're going to have some gluten in that bun, you're going to have some dairy in the cheese, but it's not so much that it's really going to throw your system for a huge loop. Pizza, eh, maybe not so much. Maybe not such a great idea if we're trying to keep things happy and just you know to keep things just a little bit more level and avoid massive weight spikes following a cheat meal. For most people, that's a good strategy. Off season, like I said, less important. So um, you got to know, uh, you know what phase you're in really, really dictates um, the purpose, but also um, how how strict and how restrictive you should be, and what kind of options you might want to limit yourself to. So um, let, let's have a, a quick uh, a quick chat about alcohol as well. So. And I've had I've done an entire episode on this before, at least an entire segment on alcohol. Um, so it's going to be a really easy discussion. So if you are on a cut, if you are in prep, alcohol is non-negotiable and it cannot be a part of your prep whatsoever. If you're serious about bringing the best possible package you can, period, end of discussion. And this time I mean it. I'm not going to dig into that further. So if you're on a cut, that's it. Off season, here's the thing. Um, binge drinking is never good. <laughs> so there, there is never a valid productive reason to do that. So if you're the kind of guy who's like, Oh, it's my cheat meal. and I'm going to have eight or 10 beers along with it. Time out, buddy. All you're doing is you're deliberately trying to get fat. So stop it. That's not helping. And now if, if you, if you want to get fat and you're okay with that, and you know that when it comes time to cut again, you're just giving yourself more work to do. Great. But I, I can think of less destructive ways to do it than that. Um, but working in like, you know, if you want to have a beer off season, do it. You know, bodybuilding is not something that requires you to be alcohol free 52 weeks out of the year. It's just not essential. You can have a drink every now and then. You want a beer, you want a glass of wine, you want to have order a, a <laughs> oh, what's something that I could, uh, a Manhattan. You want a Manhattan to go, to go with, uh, you know, uh, dinner or after dinner? Great. Go for it. Knock yourself out. It's not a big deal. Um, now if a beer, a glass of wine turns into six beers, four glasses of wine, well, you know what? I'm not going to judge anybody. Um, if, uh, <laughs> if it's a rare thing, like who, this happens a couple times a year. All right. That's cool. If that's what your weekly cheat meal starts to have thrown on top of it, you got to take a time out and reassess a whole bunch of things about your life. Cause that's not necessarily a good thing, especially if you're doing something like bodybuilding that is focused on being health conscious, especially if you are um, using any kind of performance enhancers that are going to be taxing on your liver, throwing alcohol on top of that is a super, super, super dumb idea. Um, it is just dumb and I'm not going to sugarcoat that in any way. It's just flat out stupid. Um, so that being said, uh, if you are going to drink, um, th this is a question that was posed along with this is, uh, if you're going to drink and you want to kind of mitigate the damage, so you want to get a little bit of an al uh, alcohol buzz or something like that, just cause you know, it's date night, whatever. Um, what are the things that are going to have the least impact um, as far as, uh, body composition, you know, long, long term. So first of all, I would say a single drink ain't going to do anything body composition wise. Now it, it will slow down your, uh, your ability to cut. It's going to impact your metabolism, but you know, it's, you're not going to gain two pounds cause you had a beer, you know, I mean, that, that's not going to happen. So uh, I would say for a single drink, it doesn't really matter, but nonetheless, if you're curious, it, it really comes down to alcoholic content. So, um, the more alcoholic a drink is, um, the more it's going to, well, I mean, 
frankly, more is going to fuck you up from a metabolism perspective. So, um, and the, I, the, I delved into this back when we talked about alcohol before and how it gets converted into acetate in the bloodstream and that's your body's preferred fuel source. So it's going to rely on that until it's all burned off before it starts burn, burning glucose again. That's the main problem behind alcohol intake when you're cutting is it shuts down that glucose metabolism and, you know, shuts it down for a little bit and it slows it down for, you know, maybe up to a couple of days after alcoholic intake. So that's why it's just a complete non-starter when you're on prep. Damn it. I said I was period end of, end of discussion on that. And I came back to it anyway. I can't help myself. People I can't, I, you can't keep me on track. It's just impossible. Now, the type of drink. So clearly, I mean, nobody wants to hear this, but it, a light beer is your best option because there's has very little alcohol in it um, and doesn't have a lot of calories in it. Um, and it also is kind of like, what's the damn point? Just give me a water. Uh, you might as well. Um, I would say probably, uh, you know, like a regular beer, not a high gravity beer, but a regular beer like my old standby, a blue moon, um, is going to be a good thing. Now, the other thing about that is, um, you know, gluten. So if you have a gluten sensitivity, keep in mind, you know, that comes in beverage form as well. So you've got a wheat beer, um, your, your stomach's going to have to contend with that as well. Um, so a regular beer, I'd put a glass of wine next, um, and then probably some kind of shot or mixed alcoholic drink is, um, being the, the worst option that you could have, but still consider, you know, n none of those are going to kill you in moderation. Like, you know, I was uh, in my last growth phase before I started this cut. Um, I mean, realistically, you know, I, I'd have a few beers a week, probably. Um, and again, that's when I was working on a construction project. It was draining. I'd be outside, especially on a weekend. I'd be out there for eight hours sweating my ass off. And, you know, the, the, the problem with that and why I couldn't do that when I was cutting, first of all, I'd be exhausted. Um, and, and, you know, I'm out there working, 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 working. Oh, I haven't eaten in five hours. Crap. Let me grab a protein bar really quick. Let me go back out. I mean, it's terrible for trying to stick on any kind of a, a meal plan that has quality food. Because, um, you know, how when you're working on something, a big project like that, especially here, like in Tennessee during the summer where you're sweating your ever-loving ass off outside, you come inside into the AC and it's like instant hypothermia shock. So I would just stay outside. If I needed something, I might crack the door open, call for the wife, say, hey, can you bring me out? Blah, 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 please. Just to avoid that really, or I'd keep a towel out there with me and towel off before I came in. Um, just because it was so cold. And then it's like, you go back outside and it's like starting over again. So it's that, those temperature swings. My body just hated that. So it was really difficult for me to stay on task with, with eating. Why am I talking about this? I forgot. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I need a nap. Uh, what? Where was I? Oh dear! Oh dear! I should have should have written some notes up before I before I started doing this, and I could look back at those. Um, oh yeah, so you know, working, you know, you know, meal plan is you know, I'd say maybe about sixty percent adhered to for me during this last. Um, I, I wouldn't even call it a growth phase. It was really for the last couple months. It was more like a maintenance phase as this debt construction project took took over, and it was all I could do, like eat a huge breakfast, get a couple snacks in middle of the day, eat a huge ass dinner. And, you know, uh, I'd say more than half the days out of the week, uh, throw a beer in with it. Uh, just cause <laughs> you've been sweating outside and like, I need it. And you know, did I put on a bunch of weight? No. Did my body feel a little softer? Yeah. I attribute that more to the diet than anything else. Um, cause I was, you know, I was waking up, I was eating, I was going to the gym, getting in a lift, having post-workout meal. Okay. So yeah, there, I had the first two meals were on point. Then that post-workout meal might last me for five or six hours, little snack. Um, so I was down to like four meals a day at that point with one of them probably just being a protein bar. Um, but the other three being pretty substantial. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there were some negative changes in body composition, but I wouldn't attribute that to the alcohol so much as just the diet and the fact that while I was outside and sweating, I wasn't necessarily doing a lot of cardio. So humidity sweats don't count just because you're sweating doesn't mean you're working. I mean, I was working, but not in a cardio sense. Uh, so, you know, my heart rate was manageable the whole time. Um, it was more like down on your hands and knees and, you know, drilling or nailing and that kind of crap. So anyway, um, so that, that, that's alcohol in a nutshell. Off-season, yeah, you can get away with it, but you know, as the cliche goes, everything in moderation, right? So even during the off-season, you don't want to just totally lose control because 
And I think maybe calling it the off season, you know, I, I, I joked about, I don't care what you call it, but I think that might be the part of the problem for some people. And if we call it a growth phase, an improvement season, I think it's easier to remain a little bit more focused when you do that and, and avoid, you know, these destructive habits that might come in otherwise, or these things that are counterproductive and, you know, things that, you know, basically you're doing for the sake of nothing except maybe to, to make you more fat which nobody really wants. So, you know, we're, we're shooting for gains in the off season. It's good to see that scale go up, but we are trying to build muscle. We're not just trying to make the scale go up at any cost. So, you know, people always say, I want to gain some weight. I'm like, really? Okay. We'll just start eating everything in sight and stop going to the gym and stop working. You will gain weight. It's not productive weight. You want to build muscle. There's a big difference. And while I know people understand that when they say it, I always correct them. Like, no, you're not trying to gain weight. You're trying to build muscle. That's what we're trying to do because that's the only weight that really counts. Um, okay. So, Part two of this, cheat hacks, things that you can do. And specifically, you know, because things are a little bit more restrictive on a cut, I want to focus on when we're cutting. Um, so things that you can do to make it feel kind of like you're getting away with something. So I have a whole bunch of things that I use in my arsenal. There's things that I've used in the past that I don't use anymore. The one thing that is pretty much universal about these is they're all calorie-free options. Um, so, I mean... Yeah, the, the, the give and take here for those of you who are like natural product conscious is you're going to be using a lot of things that have artificial sweeteners, sugar alcohols, things like that. There are other things that we'll delve into as well, but a lot of them are, are going to be in that in that vein. So um, keep in mind, if you know, if you choose to restrict yourself, that's great. But I would also say you're missing out on some options. So that being said, the first thing, and this is probably the biggest one that I get a lot of questions about, and the answer is always yes, zero calorie drinks. Yes, 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 yes. Nothing wrong with that. You can have a debate about whether um, aspartame is going to kill you before the time, before you're 50. Um, I don't choose to be part of that debate. I tell people, you know what, there are conflicting studies on that, because there are, as with Everything that any study has ever been conducted on, there are conflicting reports. Um, and uh, you can research that to your heart's content because here's the thing. I ain't making you do it. I'm telling you, you can. Now, read the research if you care, make a decision, and just know that it's something in your arsenal that I approve of that you can do. So zero-calorie drinks, so that would include energy drinks, um, Diet Coke, something like that. So for me, um, I have you know, several times a week, especially when I'm cutting, um, uh, Monster Zero, and I do it not so much because I need the caffeine boost. Because I swear, between between that and between pre-workout, I, I'm pretty sure I'm caffeine immune at this point. Like I could drink one of these. I saw one of my clients, um, Neva. She posted uh, something in her Instagram story. She's and it was a picture of one of those. She's like, "Am I stupid to have this at 10 p.m.?" I'm like, uh, "No." <laughs> I mean, I I can do it. And, and fall asleep right away. I just I feel, I feel like I'm so caffeine insensitive. Um, so that's an option. But one thing that I do nightly that I really dig, and I tell you what, as far as keeping my sanity at night, and I've talked about this before, that's the time when you know my brain really starts to think about like, oh man, I wish I could eat this. I wish I could eat that. Oh, woe is me. Uh, I mean, it's not bad, but you know, if ever my brain starts to to drift into that kind of territory, it's always at night. So with dinner, I have a Sprite Zero, and I throw a little bit of like strawberry watermelon um, uh, water flavoring into it. Uh, and that, that's a personal taste. Like my wife, she'll go for a Sprite Zero every now and then. If I put a little bit of that in there, she says I have ruined it and I've defiled it. So <laughs> it's personal taste, but just know that, you know, adding something like that. I mean, for me, it, it, it's, it's a lifesaver at night. Like it is a total game changer. I've been doing that on this cut and suddenly nighttime feels effortless. Now tonight, is my first night without having carbs in the last meal. So we'll, we'll really put it to the test here and see how that goes. So um, another option, pickles. I'm talking like big-ass, crunchy pickles out of a jar. Um, dill pickles. Yeah, take one of that. Look at the nutritional information on it. Um, you'll find conflicting reports as to whether a pickle is zero or five calories. Well, at that point, you know what? We just don't effing care. It doesn't matter. We're going to call that a freebie. Don't eat the whole damn jar, but have one. Absolutely do it. I mean, it, for me, it's a great treat. I usually have one at some point during the day. Sometimes I save it at night. Um, and other times, like if I'm really like, whew, I really uh, kind of craving something. And for me, it's it's about the crunch. It's about the 
the saltiness as well. And they are they are pretty big sodium bombs, which is why you don't want to have a ton. But one ain't gonna kill you. You know, probably two won't kill you either. But at that point, uh, you know. Even, even free things add up if you go crazy with them. So if you have a whole jar of pickles, yeah, you're, you're adding something that actually has some significance at that point because they're not all zero, you know. I mean, they're, they're going to be, you know, maybe five, seven, and suddenly if you have ten of those and you're, you're adding stuff that's, that's worth tracking and worth counting at that point. Plus, you're going to have a massive sodium bomb. You're going to be up in scale the next morning. You're going to freak out about that even though we know exactly why. So that's another one, pickles. And in general, um, to flesh that out a little bit more, free veggies. Um, a few weeks back, I started adding this, and you know, I'll post it periodically on my Instagram story when I chop some up. I do. I I make a giant Tupperware container of um, celery, uh, green, red, and orange bell pepper, and uh, a full white or red onion chopped up in there, and I just mix it up with my hands, and then I throw that into a few meals throughout the day. So the first one I throw it into is my first meal, which is eggs and egg whites. Um, which is just a scramble. And I tell you what, I mean, eggs and egg whites, I was like, oh, I like this, I like this. And eventually it's like, oh, I'm so sick of eating this. And then you throw that in there, it's a brand new meal. It is a total game changer at that point. It is so tasty. And now it's one of the things that I look forward to the most. I also add it to both of my ground turkey meals. Um, and it just... It, Again, total game changer. I mean, it's a huge texture change. You get some new flavors in there as well. It's a big deal. And plus, it's bulk. It's volume. So if you're hungry, adding some uh, some free bulk like that to a meal, it's a big deal. It really is. Um, another one would be the right spices or seasonings. And by right, I mean, you know, what appeals to you? How well do you know your spices, your seasonings? And I'm not just talking about like, you know, sodium-free Mrs. Dash, which I see posted about all the time. That stuff tastes like absolute bullshit. I mean, it's just, it adds nothing. To, it's just gross. It's like, ugh. And plus, you're a bodybuilder. You're doing some cardio. You're lifting. You're sweating a lot, probably. Why are you going low-sodium? No, I mean, you got to replenish that stuff. Uh, if you go low sodium and try to restrict it on everything, you're going to end up with an electrolyte imbalance. And if you take that extreme enough, you can die. Now, I don't think anybody has ever died from sodium depletion without using some kind of a, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking potassium-sparing diuretic, but no, that's potassium. It's a different electrolyte. I mean, no, nobody just through avoiding sodium intake has has died to my knowledge don't try and be the first um but replenish that stuff absolutely as for me i go crazy heavy on the sodium i salt every meal like it's my last <laughs> and um i will throw seasonings and things that have additional sodium as well i don't hold back because of that i retain a little extra water my body's accustomed to it it's fine for those of you scoring at home my blood pressure is fine i have a cuff at home i check it regularly so um you got to know how your body tolerates it, but unless you have a specific and unique to you medical reason to keep your sodium low, don't, um, because your food will taste better. Your diet will be a lot easier. So the first spice that I would strongly encourage is salt. Other things, pepper, clearly, um, garlic powder. Um, Trader Joe's sells a product called everyday seasoning out of a grinder, which I could add to almost anything. And it's awesome. Um, they have another one that is, um, they're everything but the bagel seasoning. It's like, you know, bagel topping for an everything bagel. And it's got like sesame seeds in it. Good stuff right there. Um, I've used that on chicken before. Really great. Um, my wife, um, she makes a, uh, she chops up a couple of cucumbers and she actually mis mixes up like some um, wasabi mayonnaise because she makes these sushi bowls. I've posted pictures of them before next to mine and everybody always says that looks way better than what you're eating. Um, but she'll uh, mix that up and then she'll throw some of that um, everything but the bagel seasoning on top of it. In addition to looking really pretty, um, it tastes amazing. So um, that's another one for me. Like when I cook up ground Turkey, um, I was loaded up on the taco seasoning. Um, you know, if, if you buy those, those individual packets and you know, I mean, the idea is you add that to a pound, it's really strong. What I've done is take one of those individual packets and add it to like three pounds instead. So it's a little bit more diluted, not totally overpowering, but you still get the hint. You still get the flavor in there. Um, Soy sauce is a great one as well. Um, you know, high in sodium, yes, low in calories. Um, vinegar, um, if you are uh, judicious with it. Um, hot sauce, mustard is a freebie. Ketchup, not a freebie. You got to measure that. Um, 
it's just it's it's more caloric. I mean, it's it's not super caloric, but it's enough that you got to track it. Like I I have some with my fourth meal, and I track that and I I measure it out just to make sure I'm not going overboard with it as well. Um, a big one that I was just reminded of. So I was I was um, my wife picked up the the latest. Um, she she goes to. I don't know where this came from, but it's a giant container of this taco seasoning, like, you know, for, for using bulk recipes. And, uh, I opened it up and I took a sniff. I'm like, Oh, there's something in there. What is that? And she's got a much better, much better nose, a much better palate and sense of flavor than I do. And she's like, Oh yeah, that one's heavy on the, uh, uh um, smoked paprika. I'm like, holy crap, that's what it was. Because I remember she's made some things that have that on it. And so the next day I went out and I got a separate thing of smoked paprika and I've been putting that on my turkey meal. Oh my, it is a game changer for me. I mean, just the flavor that it adds is like, uh. Um, so if you're familiar with that, you know what I'm talking about right now. And if you're not, I cannot recommend it enough. Now, clearly recommending food and flavors to people is a tricky thing because everybody has different tastes. But I'm telling you, it'd be hard, hard for you to go wrong adding smoked paprika to some kind of like a, a ground turkey thing that has, you know, any kind of a taco seasoning or anything like that. Um, along with those, I also throw a good amount of salsa onto it. I track that. It's close to free, but I use so much of it. I track it and I log that as well. So talking uh, taco meat basically with salsa, ground cumin, and then I throw those free veggies in there. That's what I'm going to eat as soon as I finish recording this. And I tell you what, I'm looking forward to that. Even though the ground turkey is 98 too, it's dry. You throw all that other stuff in there and suddenly it's like, oh, it's really good. It's really good. So the thing is using some of these, uh, I'm nine weeks in on my meal plan without any significant changes. And I still kind of get excited about every meal throughout the day because I keep adding things to it. Um, so what else? Um, sugar-free things. So this would be like, you know, Walden Farms products. So they have like, you know, maple syrup. They have chocolate syrup. You could overdo it on those things. Um, and you could just do like sugar-free maple syrup as well. That's something where if you use a lot of it, you'd want to track and log that. If you just use like, you know, I think the, the serving size on most of those is a quarter cup. If you use less than that, that comes out to like 15 calories. I will typically use about half of that amount. Um, I add that to cream of rice in the morning, along with some cinnamon, another good freebie. Um, thank you, Mary, client of mine, who recommended that. and Because uh, I, I used to do that all the time, and then I forgot about it. And she saw me post a picture of it, and she's like, that doesn't look like it has any cinnamon in it. I'm like, oh, you are right. Damn it. Uh. Um, so that's another one. Uh the Walton Farms products, you know, some people experience a little bit of GI distress with those because they are heavy on the sugar alcohols. Some people are a little bit more sensitive to sugar alcohols. And the thing about those, it's zero calories. So you're like, well, I'm just going to use half this bottle then. But, you know, you're, you're still getting a good intake of like excessive intake of sugar alcohol. So you can totally overdo it on those. So um, try them. Be mindful of it. They have a whole bunch of things. They have like salad dressings. I think they have like a like a fruit spread or something like that. And all Walden Farms products are zero calories. And they're usually, if you're looking for them in the grocery store, they're usually found in the health food slash diabetic section um, because they are, you know, sugar product substitutes, basically. So um, that's another thing. Um, there's fake butter spray also. So if you're going to have like some, you know, Ezekiel bread toast or something like that, it's a really good thing to, to throw on there. Um, and again, you know, a lot of these products, they're not real food products. They're kind of fake, but you know what? I mean, like I said, you got to draw the line somewhere. You got to live a little dieting is hard. And if you can throw yourself just a little bit of a damn bone and give yourself a little lee leeway on some things like this, <clears throat> or as the case may be in my case, a lot of leeway, um, you're going to find your diet is just so much easier to stick to. So I'm curious to hear what your ideas are as far as other freebies, because I know this was not a comprehensive list, and I would like you to tell me what I missed. So shoot it on over to me. You know how to find me, and uh, I'll follow up. And we may revisit this segment um, <clears throat> later in the week with some of your ideas. So let me run it all down right now. What you can do, 
call me. Go to thedropset.com. You can call me straight from there, 865-518-2974. From there also, you can click on contact. You can just type and send me an email and I will see that as well. You can email me straight to my inbox, darren at fivestarfitness.com. You can find me on social media, Instagram at darren underscore star, facebook.com slash physique. I don't think you can message me through Pinterest, but you can find me on there at physique. YouTube, Five Star Physique. Terrible way to get in touch with me, but nonetheless, it's there. Go check it out. Tweet me at Darren Star. No underscore on that one. So someday I may get off my ass and get a universal handle for all of those. But right now, no, it ain't going to happen. Five Star Physique is too long for both um, Instagram and Twitter. So I can't use that. So um, until I, I rebrand and change my business name, um, you're stuck with this. And just as a, a quick little hint that you may have uh, guessed already, that ain't going to happen because that's a lot of work and I don't have the time to do that. So I appreciate everybody listening for this. So thank you. It's been uh, 49 and a half minutes of me rambling and yammering into a microphone. You know, one side note here. I may have mentioned this before. I don't know. Um, I used to listen to a fair bit of sports talk radio. And uh, somebody, so I, I was I was a big fan of uh, of Bill Simmons when he was uh, with ESPN on page two. And now he's got his own, uh, his own venture, um, Grantland, which I don't follow closely, but he has a podcast as well. And he would always have guests on. Like, I don't, I don't think he ever did one by himself. Like, he would have his buddies that he would call up or somebody in studio with him. And it was always a conversation. And he made, on, on one of his episodes, he made a reference. He's like... You know Colin Cowherd, who has a, a show on ESPN Radio? I'm like, I remember Colin Cowherd. When I lived back in Oregon, he was the local news guy before he got a national profile. So, uh, And you know, I've, I've heard his show a little bit, and it's very much like this. It, it's him talking into a mic. Occasionally, he'll interview somebody, but it's a three-hour show where he is largely just talking to himself into a microphone. And what Bill Simmons said was, you know, you can agree or disagree with, with Colin Cowherd because he's, he's a very opinionated dude and he, you know, he has a certain style that you know, some, is kind of off-putting for some people. It's like, say what you want about you know, whether or not you like him. That's about the hardest thing you could do is just talk by yourself for three hours. So I'm thankful I only have to do it for like you know, 30 to 50 minutes at a time. Um, I feel like I could get by with that much longer than that. And uh, I'm going to go insane. You're going to stop listening and check out because you're like, what the hell is this dude talking about? Is he talking about his favorite letters of the alphabet now? What the hell's going on here? So at any rate, I appreciate you sticking through and listening to this. Thank you. So I'll be back probably later in the week. I'm thinking Friday I might come back, do another one. I've got that interview scheduled for Monday. And then I'm on the road. So it's the traveling drop set um, starting Wednesday of next week. I don't know when the first one's going to go up, but that's the first day I'm traveling. So we'll see what happens. So in the meantime, peace out. Contact me. What did I miss? Cheap hacks. Send me your ideas and we'll discuss those next. 